listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grinday. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pimba here with James Grinday. It's the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Monday evening for Tuesday's four game main slate. Uh, James, just a little guy here. Uh, four games is not necessarily our six to eight game wheelhouse that we talk about all the time. So there's going to be some decently high ownership on this slate, some highly concentrated guy, lineups kind of playing the same people, but there's also some pretty nice matchups that we can look to take advantage of here as well. Yeah, especially Memphis going up against Indiana and Brooklyn going up in, against Orlando, two super advantageous spots. And honestly, like you said, concentrated ownership, especially when guys like John Morant listed doubtful, CJ McCollum listed questionable, Brandon Ingram in those listed, like there is going to be a lot of ownership on the same guys. So on these slates, don't be afraid to be different. We only have one total right now, and it's Brooklyn, Orlando, 231 total, Brooklyn, nine and a half point road dogs. So um, again, don't be afraid to be different here. Also, don't be afraid to eat some chalk because especially when guys like John Morant and CJ McCollum are out or potentially out, there's going to be a lot of value opening up. Yeah, 100%. So let's kick it off at the point guard position here. As you mentioned, John Moran, doubtful. That makes Kyrie Irving at $10,200, our top price point guard going down in Orlando. Irving actually eligible to play in this game. He's at 10-2. Halliburton at 9-3 here, but we do have Malcolm Brogdon questionable. He had missed the weekend uh, series with a concussion. Questionable again with concussion here. Campaigns at $7,700. Again, smaller slate, consolidated player pools. You know, that what I would consider probably like the top tier of guards available. Yeah, take your pick of the litter there, John. Yeah. But Kyrie Irving definitely in play against Orlando, even though it's 10-2. I don't love the price. I haven't loved Kyrie over $10,000, but he's definitely in play on the smaller slate. Halliburton would be an elite play if there's no Morant and no Brogdon. We got in 40, what, 43 or more fancy points in four straight games. Three of the four double-doubles just missed out on a double by one assist. And I love campaign, even with Devin Booker back, the price is the only concern, right? Even though he had 31 fantasy points in 24 minutes, we're almost looking for 40 fantasy points. Probably can't go there, at least on DraftKings. Yeah, probably can't go there. But when it comes to making your pick on how to build your lineup, for me, I think, again, multi-position eligibility aside, there's going to be a lot of people looking at Devin Booker on this slate. So he has point guard, shooting guard eligibility. You can slot him in either way. Halliburton at 9,300, I think is probably where I, where else I would start my builds here. Assuming Brogdon, of course, is ruled out. So next grouping below, we have Devante Graham against Phoenix and that opposite side. Now contingent on the McCollum, contingent yep. on whether or not, well, Ingram's, are, Ingram's already out rather. So contingent on McCollum, Graham is, Graham is going to be somebody that's there for us. I still think Kyle Lowry is overpriced right now, so I can't really go in that direction. Again, smaller slate, so Cole Anthony maybe against Brooklyn, Suggs against Brooklyn, the Anthony Melton with no jaw. If I was making a pick right now for value, like Melton or Tyus Jones, right? Yeah, your pick is probably spot on right now. It's probably Melton. It's probably Jones. You could probably play both, especially considering Dylan Brooks. What did Dylan Brooks play in his 
return 25 minutes so with that limitation they're probably both gonna see extended run so i'm okay with playing both memphis guys you could take your pick on which one yeah i think that's fair is there any other first baseman on the slate that are are like sticking out to you any other are there any other point cards that are sticking out to you? It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, Jose Alvarado, if no CJ Moore, coming off his arguably best game of his career, 16 and 10, six steals. So it would probably be Alvarado at first base for me. Alvarado at first base. Yeah. You know what? Listen, we're, we're in the middle of our staff mock draft for baseball. So yeah, I was looking at a first baseman, didn't make a <laughs> third baseman, said uh, Anthony Rendon. Anyways, back. $4,200. Coming off. He just, like, he's not playing a lot of minutes, but he's balling out in his minutes that he's on the floor. And they're, they're creeping up. 17, 18, 19 last three games. Maybe we get to 20, but even even in the 17, 8, 17 and 19 minute range, he's literally giving us 21, 30, 32 fantasy points. So right. I like Fultz for tournaments on a four-game slate. Yeah, that's fine. I agree with you. Plus, Suggs, Suggs what, questionable there? Or what is this actually? They rule... Questionable. Yeah, they. I we got that status update earlier, like before we started to record. I think he's questionable. So, would you have any interest in the dragon? I know he's not going to play 38 minutes, but he'll play 20 plus. Yeah, I think again, right? He's not going to play 38 with Kyrie back, but I do think he's in their rotation. So, yeah, I would do have some interest there. Okay, shooting guard guys we've mentioned already: Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker. We know at this point you can just go ahead and play 58 fantasy points against the Lakers. Kate Cunningham, I guess, would be the next one. Listen, he's passed a lot of these tests, right? <laughs> like, this is yep. just going to be the next one. Miami, but 45 fantasy points against Boston, right? 34 against Chicago. The Clippers, he's had 53. He's just been another – he's taken his game to another level since the All-Star break. I know this is a matchup that we tend to avoid, but do you trust current form Cade Cunningham, or do you just fade the matchup against Miami? Isn't this the perfect scenario – and like the perfect explanation on what we were talking about, like before the lead into this pod, it's take shots on guys on these smaller slates, right? If Cade goes for 55 at 10% ownership, like you're in such a good position on these smaller slates. So I like Cade for tournaments for sure. Do you need to go there? No, but it's a way to differentiate yourself, especially if he's going to play 40 plus minutes, stay out of foul trouble and flirt with triple doubles every night. So, and 20 point triple doubles at that. So, yeah, I definitely have interest in Cade in tournaments. Well, Tyler Hero, again, expensive, but playing out of his mind, regardless really of who's in or out for Miami. So, again, small slates, GBP, is it work? Same thing with Buddy Heald here. I think he is in that same sort of category, especially if Brogdon is out again. I think that obviously plays a bigger role in his available usage. But how are you handling Desmond Bain and, D- and Dylan Brooks? On this slate. Yeah, I think they're both elite. Dylan Brooks is the higher usage player, and that's just been how it's been, right? Desmond Bain is going is a high usage player, but Dylan Brooks is like an elite usage guy. So I like them both. I'm having a hard time not playing them both against Indiana, right? We just we see every night, every time there's a matchup with Indiana, somebody's going off. And now their best perimeter defender, Malcolm Brown. Is he officially ruled out? No, he's listed as questionable. If he doesn't play with concussion, he's their best defender defensively. So at least on the perimeter. So yeah, I like them both. And I don't know if, I don't think you mentioned Buddy Hield's name, but. I did. I, I mentioned him as 
a guy dependent on the availability of Brogdon, okay. I think, okay. has some value. Because, I mean, at 7,500, he was good with Brogdon, obviously, but you, you want the you want those shots. Brogdon, when he was healthy, was going for 20-plus a night. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it. What about some – anybody else to go for you at the, the value of shooting guard? Again, not – not many options here. I will point out that Seth Curry, obviously questionable, didn't play the other day. Randomly, you know, it hurt his ankle. If he, they could start Drogic again. They could start Patty Mills. So they did start in his place. Patty Mills, the 3,500, didn't play well against the Knicks. But, you know, smaller slate, maybe a dart throw option for you. Yeah, over time, I wouldn't hate that. Patty Mills, 3,500, he just needs to make some shots. And over time, the fantasy points will come. So, yeah, I think, honestly, there's, Probably not any other. You know what? I take it back uh, because Dwayne Washington yes, uh, is upon us here, John. Dwayne Washington and everyone for Indiana is, I think Lance is listed questionable, Brogdon listed questionable, Duarte listed questionable. So if all three of those guys sit, Dwayne Washington 3200 is going to be super chalk. Yeah, I like I like that call as well. So uh, small forward KD is at 11-1. Play him. Against Orlando. <laughs> what? Well, the last time we thought it was a KD no-brainer, Kyrie went for 52. Uh, yeah, true. And then uh, the other four games around it, he's <laughs> gone for 77, 59, 61. Look, I, I don't know. I I don't think the process was wrong in that scenario. Like even with us, with, with it not with it not paying off. Okay, yeah, Kyrie is that dude sometimes. Kevin Durant is more often that dude. So, yeah, if you worry about Kyrie, don't play it. But on a four-game slate, if Kevin Durant goes for 70, like, you're not you're not catching me because I'm playing Kevin Durant. So Butler's below him at 86. Again, we, I've, I've talked about this. Yeah, no. Not, it's just not for me. Not going to do Herbie at 61. That's wild. Again, Sadiq has that tough matchup. Maybe it's the Suns guys again here. Mikel and Jay Crowder, 59 and 57. Yep, Cam J out. It's probably both them. I don't love the the Crowder price either. It's true. He's been producing though. So been producing. Here's my question though, right? Does if McCollum is ruled out officially, this question does New Orleans keep this game? Probably not. The Lakers couldn't keep it close at home with arguably the best player of all time. Right. So take your pick between which Phoenix guy you want to play, but I don't think. I don't know if McCollum, if he doesn't play, I'm not sure I can I can really stomach either. Yeah, that's probably fair. How do you feel the Pelicans? Murphy didn't really play a lot, but Najee Marshall the last two games has been going off. Yeah, Najee Marshall. And you know what? He's kind of been in the rotation for a little bit now. If you, you know, probably since the All-Star break, they kind of made it an effort to put him in there. So I don't love 5,400, but I do think think that if there's no McCollum, we kind of have to at least consider it, right? If there's no McCollum, we have, I think we ultimately consider it. Okay. And the other value guys that may be jumping out to you here? We talked about Dylan Brooks. Bruce Brown continues to play huge minutes and just be consistent pretty much every night, bar excluding the, the Philly blowout. So I think you can play Bruce Brown. I'd rather play Dylan Brooks at 49, knowing that he's going to actually shoot the basketball. I don't think so though john i think that's probably it all right let's go on over then to the power forward position again uh a lot of guys we talked about already durant butler at the top but 
Wendell Carter, man, he went up against Philadelphia and had 23 and 12, had his double streak end two games ago, and he started right back up against Minnesota and Philadelphia back-to-back 20 and 10-plus games. Going up against Brooklyn here, thoughts on Wendell Carter Jr.? Even in his bad game, he still gave you 30. So I have no issue whatsoever um, going to Wendell Carter here. Plus, this is probably, in the top tier of this position, there is none. Unless you include Duran Butler, at least on on DraftKings. But yeah, Wendell Carter tops the list for me at power forward. Okay. Uh, what about the mid-tier? Who's sticking out to you there? Jerry, Jeremy Grant and Jaron Jackson, both contrarian tournament options. Um, Jaron Jackson can't stay out of foul trouble. I will say, though, no job makes me like Jaron Jackson a little bit more. Yeah. So there's, that's something to continue. I know Brooks and Bain are going to garner a lot of the roster ship, but I think it's worth noting, like, Jaron Jackson gets a big usage bump, too. No one's going to play Jeremy Grant against Miami, so if you want to go there. Isaiah Stewart back, not going to play Bagley. It's probably Jalen Smith. It's probably the Indiana guys. Jalen Smith or Isaiah Jackson for me. Jackson can, they both can just fill it up in a super short period of time. So both the Indiana guys stand out for me. Anything on Jackson Hayes, if the rotation sort of stays the same? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, been pretty good, too. Uh, He's been good scoring. He's been a better scorer when he gets the run. So I think Jackson Hayes should be fine here. Okay. Um, just trying to think. If there's, if you want to go, I mean, Brandon Clark keeps playing well at 4,400. Yeah, GPPs for Brandon Clark for sure. Talk, talk to me talk to me on, on Mo Wagner here. Uh, blow up potential, maybe. Because okay. you're right. I You're right. He's been, he gave us 28 fantasy points in 13 minutes. He put up 22.7 fantasy points in four more games, and only once in that in that span did he play over 19 minutes. So he has massive upside. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at it there. Let's see. Probably it, though. It's a power forward. James Johnson played 30 minutes against the Knicks. Like, he always randomly plays. So if you want to take a dart on James Johnson on a smaller slate. You know who played 17 minutes the other day, John? Markeith Morris. Do we think... There's going to be some, like, consistent role here, or do we think that's just a one-off? I think he's the backup big for them. I think Mm -hmm. that's all we're looking at. Okay. Center position, J-Val against Phoenix at 86. Bam against Detroit at 82. Aiton against J-Val at 73. I just don't understand. Obviously, Valanciunas is in play. Two of the last three games, he's gone for 30 and 10. Bam is obviously going to exploit whoever is in the front court, and that's Isaiah Stewart back. But, you know, Bam's feeling it right now. But, man, I don't get the Aiton price at all. I just don't. I don't know why they don't raise this guy's price. They, they should just may, be making us think about it a little more. Like, he should be. They should. There's no Chris Paul. Like, there should. He should be 8K or hovering around 8K every slate because he's just. When he has it going, like he did against the Lakers, I mean, he had 23 and 16 and three quarters. Right. There's just, there's just, it doesn't make sense. No, it, it really doesn't make sense. He's such a, been such a good player lately for him to be there. What do you think about Steven Adams at 5,800 against a very foul, happy? We often talk about the, the lack of offensive upside here for Adams, but like this could be a matchup where he does because they're just, Isaiah Jackson's coming down with two arms on him every time he touches the basketball. Yeah, and no jaw, maybe the extra shots. We know Stephen Adams is a pretty good passer, too. If you like, he had a stretch of a lot of games in a row with at least four assists one, two, three, four. 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He had a ten game stretch on a four plus assists that spanned into March. So maybe no job, maybe more assists, maybe the offense runs through Steven Adams more. So I'm full, I'm on completely on board. I think him and I think what's funny too, everyone's gonna go to Drummond at that price. Yeah. Everyone coming off a double double, getting Orlando two of three. Good spot with, for him. Aldridge no, is still out, right? So yeah, great spot. I'm just saying that I think it's a good spot, and everyone's having that thought. Like, okay, no way he doesn't pan out against Orlando, but Stephen Adams probably has a maybe as much upside as him without John Moran in the lineup. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Any other value then for you? Obviously, Drummond 58 is a great price. Is there anybody? Would you play Isaiah Jackson? Would you play Isaiah Stewart on his return game? Would you touch any of these guys below? Mo Bamba tournaments. Okay. Isaiah Jackson, for sure, tournament. Probably not Stewart, but 4,500 is interesting. I'm just a little worried, obviously. Goga questionable too, John. So that yeah. could obviously, like even improve the the plays there no i don't think i don't think anyone else down here i think that's it all right well we got four games that's it we have the playbook obviously coming out for everybody if you have any questions we'll be in slack and in discord and twitter and uh, james and i will be there to catch you guys in